Welcome back to Being Olivia. This is Jasmine Olivia, and I'm excited for this episode. I'm always excited for every episode, uh, honestly, (laughs) but this is uh, one near and dear to me. This is another very vulnerable um, point of sharing with you all what does it mean um, when you are loving someone through pain. Um, And so you'll actually hear from the perspective of my partner, my husband, Jordan Brooks. Um, And, you know, again, his perspective on the challenges, what he saw, what he didn't see, how was he internalizing those things? um, What what mechanisms did he have to do uh, and self-work he had to do to help, you know, be present, be available and loving and caring and understanding um, but also account, you know, sh- showing accountability and strength, and those types of things. Um, and I feel like you all are going to get a lot out of um, him in these, you know, next three episodes plus a filler episode. Um, I think the other piece too that I'm thinking about is we are very vulnerable, uh, and so please understand that our relationship is very unique. Um, I want to be mindful that um, however you take, you know, this information, this topic, um, please don't use it to um, either validate or weaponize what you're trying to get your partner or your friend or whomever you feel is, you know, um, your, your partner in this this work of healing, um, please do not um, weaponize it. And, and I say that because um, we, we, we have to do the work. Um, and the work means that um, hearing this, but also getting the support and the help that you need, um, that they need is super, super important. And so please take uh, what we're saying as, you know, maybe a option. Um, a um, opportunity to um, explore, you know, what your next steps, your partner, your friend, whomever's next steps to help you. Um, I think the other thing is context. So we uh, are considered a long distance relationship starter. So we were long distance for um, about three years, three, four years. Um, and when I say long distance, I mean, you know, I was in the West Coast and he was all the way in the South uh, for, for a hot minute. And then we moved to Iowa uh, right before we got married, was engaged for a year and some change and then um, got married. And so uh, what makes this work for us is that we are isolated out here. We're away from friends and family that, you know, could also play a big part in, you know, building a relationship, those external forces that um, help shape and change um, and and, um, steer relationships in some way. As much as we don't think those things are doing that, it it does. And so we rely heavily on each other. And so because of that, we have to make it work. Like there is no other option. Um, I think the other piece too is we're a black couple. Um, I identify as a black Afro-Latina and he is an African-American male uh, with roots in Mississippi um, and New York. And so um, 
yeah, we are as black as we can get up in here. (laughs) Raised by two uh, very black households. uh, And so um, we just have a lot of culture and experience. And I think that also helps shape our, you know, identities, you know, as we are building our own family. We're entrepreneurs, we're educators, uh, we're going to be students um, starting in the fall. We'll both be starting our PhD program. So yay for that. We also don't have children um, and we have a puppy. We have a almost two-year-old blue healer rat terror that we take care of and love and that's our fur baby. So um, yeah, I mean, those are the hierarchical type of um, uh, context for you. But I think that's important because you can't pick up what we're saying and then drop it on your relationship or relationships like there. That's Again, we want to help provide some type of mold and um, you kind of use what you feel is important to you. So without further ado, I want to welcome you to the Brooks household um, and let's get started. This is Jasmine, um, and I am sitting across from the love of my life. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, nah. Would you like to introduce yourself, babe? Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan Brooks, and yes, I have the pleasure of being uh, married to Jasmine. Jasmine <laughs> Brooks, uh, yeah. And we've been together for how long? We've been together for six Seven years now? Is it seven now? I think it's seven March. now. It's seven now because of March. Yes. Yep. So it's we met seven. March fourth or fifth, one of those days. Yes. Um so of twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen when we were young whippersnappers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um I thought it'd be really good to have you on here for a number of reasons because I feel people know about me, but I feel like there's an important piece of having context of who I also share my life and my space with uh, that really help shape um, this journey that I started with being Olivia and that broader journey of healing. Mm -hmm. So um, for you all, it might be good to hear as well um, from the perspective of my partner, you know, witnessing me go through these never ending changes and phases, wants and don't wants, um, highs and lows up close and personal. So Jordan, can you kind of give us a little context for, you know, your background as it relates to how you show up in our relationship? Yeah, I think uh, for, so for me, I grew up with uh, having both my mother and father in the home and growing up. And so I think, I mean, just for me, especially maybe where I'm from and everything and just my peer group, right? I recognize how that's a special thing. Um, That doesn't mean that it didn't come with its trials and struggles. Um, But I recognize that there's there's a positive part of having a mother and a father who are in a loving relationship with one another 
how that shaped my ideas and my perspective on what a relationship was supposed to look like and also how that shaped what I wanted in my own marriage. I mean, in the same way too, right? I had, I have my grandparents. Um, and although my grandparents were separated and things and whatnot, I still saw what it meant to love somebody, right? And what it meant to take care of your family, what it meant to be responsible, um, what it meant to, I think, see the good in someone, right? Even when um, it might be hard for that other person to be able to do the same, right? Um, and I, I definitely got that type of love, loving from my grandma. Um, all three of them showed me what it's like to love someone um, even in moments when they may not love themselves that well, um, or they may not be that good to you at the moment, right? But figuring out how do you navigate that together. So I think though all that kind of shaped um, who I was, right? And how I came to you. I mean, I think in that moment too in my life, I was what I was getting ready to graduate from my master's program. And this was probably the first time in my life, actually. So yeah, it was, I was in a counseling program and I remember in one of our like mock counseling sessions, I was talking with my partner and I was like, um, this is the first moment in my life that, you know, I actually feel like I could be ready to be married <laughs> if I accidentally had a child, <laughs> right? If I accidentally had a child with somebody, I wouldn't be as deathly afraid, right? Because I'm like, I'm about to get a job. I'm about to get paid, right? Like, I feel like my life is in a space where I'm okay, right? And I'm where I'm thinking I want to be. And I think that was the first moment when I realized like, you know, of course I wanted meaningful and loving relationships prior to that point, but I wasn't where I wanted to be in my own self and with my own life. And so I think having that realization that like, oh, this is what it feels like to be in that space for myself made me meeting you in the moment that we met each other, like it just actually prepared it for it to be successful. Yeah. So um, when we met, mm -hmm. um, like you said, we met in Las Vegas and there was a time period over the summer that we were able to get to know each other. And so, and thinking about even as um, a long distance relationship, um, how, how did that show up for you because um, I think at the time, even over that summer, I didn't experience anything significant for me to feel something was off or that I was, you know, experiencing sadness, those types of things. That was much later mm -hmm. uh, when I when I left in the fall. So um, I felt like that probably shaped our relationship. We were, it was kind of like this seemingly common ground, would you say? Yeah, I would say so. Right. I think at that time, right, everything was new. But at the same time, everything was still fun, right? So it was like we have this, the, the largest stress in our life was what's the job that we're going to take mm -hmm. and how much money are they going to give us to help us move, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I, when I think of like where I was, what was on my mind, what was a struggle, um, what we had conversations about, right? It was more around that new work experience. And so you were out there running the streets of Las Vegas, living your your life, mm -hmm. having your hot girl summer before they came <laughs> Right? Out. Before it was a thing. Before it was a thing. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I was out running the streets, too, of 
Pittsburgh and back and forth and from home and whatnot and just living my life before I moved to Georgia, right? And then even being in Georgia, that was a whole brand new space. You moving out to Idaho, that was a whole brand new space. So I think there was so much that was new um, that everything that seemed potentially maybe like a hiccup, right? Was, oh, that's probably a part of the newness. That's the adjusting to being in this new space. That's, I haven't had this type of experience before. I've never been out this far and on my own and everything being about what I do on my own and just kind of adjusting to that. So at least that's kind of how I took it. And we really were like two planets just deciding to orbit each other, honestly. I was, yeah. Because I don't, I don't feel like I was always checking for you or you were checking for me, but we, mm-hmm. we were very honest and open about the feelings we had for each other. That came later. Yeah, when I was in the, the closet. <laughs> the the check in came later. But yeah, no, I, I, agree. Yeah, I agree. And when I say check in, I don't mean like, <laughs> hey, where you at? You need to- <laughs> I called you three times. No, no, it but was- the check in was like, it would, so right. I mean, a part of that, if it's okay. Yeah. Right? Is that. You were two hours behind, yeah, right, or I was two hours ahead. However, we want to put it, um, and that was impossible. Yeah, and <laughs> and it's weird, right? Because also being in housing too, we were both working in residence life in our first jobs. That means that we had random odd hours, staff meetings, programs, duty phone would ring, mm-hmm. and we got to go run to something. And so by the time you got off of work, I was well into my evening. You would right. fall asleep on me. And so, yeah, and by the time, time. So, right, by the time you got done with your staff meeting, I'm like, I was trying to go to sleep two hours ago. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? My feelings be so hurt. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I'm like, you ain't going to stay away from me. Like, babe, you know I had a long day. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Every day. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but day. I was sensitive. Like, it worked on Wednesday. Can I get a break on Thursday? Right. <laughs> I, um, I, I also think about how, um, a part of a new job, in addition to that, we had to get to know new people. Mm-hmm. And that meant spending time with people, right. people who weren't always the same gender. And I say that is where we're heading here. Um, so I think along those lines, what, what do you feel you noticed about me when thinking about the times I spent in Idaho up in let's let's start between Idaho and Pittsburgh like what were you kind of noticing right I mean I think initially right I didn't notice maybe how deep certain things were for you Hmm. right and I think a part of being distant a part of maybe even my own psychology of wanting things to work wanting things to go well right um, me knowing that I've had a long distance relationship that was trash and falling apart. I've had close relationships that were good, but then still fell apart. Right. Like I think, right. Like I had a few more relationships um, than you. So like you, we were constantly talking about how like you like Jordan, this is new for me. Right. And so um, again, I think there was a lot of ways in which some of the stuff we experienced, right. That I, um, I kind of took it as like, oh, this is just, again, a part of the newness. This is the figuring in our relationship. This is us being long distant. So like when that idea, and also, I mean, right, uh, what am I trying to say? 
Yeah, I can, I'm going to say it about myself before you get the chance to say it. So, yes, the world revolves around me a little bit. You're Leo. Right? In my, <laughs> in my Leo-ness, in the world revolving around me, I think, like, if I tell you where I'm at and where I'm coming from you with out. something, then it should be okay and everyone should figure it out, right? <laughs> yes, and I get that. But I don't mean to say it as, like, messed up as that. But it's because what I'm hoping is that, or what, and what I'm believing is that I've showed you so much of who I am and who I am trying to be to you, right? That um, since we are long distance and you can't really be checking on my actions so much that you can give more validity to my word mm. and I would be more responsible to that word, right? What I learned is that yes, you can do that, right? But at the same time, I also have to listen at what you're needing and what you're wanting, right? And maybe ask some more questions. So there were things, so right, the, again, about the spending time or being with other people. And it's like, every time I call you, you out running around, hanging mm -hmm. out, either it's you're at work, you're with a student, y'all doing some type of brunch thing. Oh, now you're going to get up and drive to Savannah with these three random dudes you work with, right? Like all of this in my mind, is just like, yeah, I'm up, I'm moving, I'm grooving, right? But I also recognize that that is also in a way time not spent with each other, mm -hmm. right? And then what does it mean to communicate the intention of the time that we spend so that we both know that there is intention that's happening when we get to spend time, right? And it's not an afterthought, um, especially with me being the whole fly by the seat of your pants type of person mm -hmm. that I am. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's entirely answering your question, Right. But when you asked me, what was I aware of? Right. I think I was generally aware that, you know, my, and my mom told me this growing up uh, context. I grew up with tons of women mm. in my family. All my majority of my cousins my age are women. So I had and majority of my best friends, grade school to high school were women. Part of that was me being one of the only black males in my class and having black women as my peer group, right? Mm -hmm. Not until later did I actually have black males as my peers, mm -hmm. right, in school. So majority of my close relationships, because of being in the predominantly white spaces that I'm in, happen to be with women a lot. So that means I also had, so to me, in my mind, I'm like, I have genuine social, friendly, platonic, right, relationships. Mm -hmm. um, but I also recognize that that's something to be mindful of right but even the same thing with men right my male friends that i have right we're also really wild and crazy which can make you go and think what are they doing right mm -hmm. and are they being respectful are they <laughs> being mindful and i get that right i get that now maybe before i was just like yeah that's us but that's not just me right but <laughs> um so I, I see it it was something that i had to kind of pick up on later but something i would do want to put out i know i'm rambling we're no, talking a lot, but no, you're good. what I did appreciate with you though is that I never got the sense that you were, I never got the sense that you were actually insecure with that stuff, mm -hmm. right? Earlier on in our relationship, mm -hmm. and maybe that was to a fault for when it came up later and we talked about insecurity. Maybe that's why it was hard for me later, right? It's because how the beginning of our relationship with, I never sensed that that was there, so I thought we were very much on like the same kind of page with each other. But I've appreciated that 
with you, even with the way in which that you I learned about some of the insecurity and whatnot later. I appreciated what it looked like and how it felt um, between us because I've known what it's like to have somebody who's constantly looking all through your stuff and, you know, accusing you of random nonsense. And again, with my leonness over time, I'd be like, all right, shut up, get out of my face. <laughs> so, so I appreciated that that's not who we were. But then also, right, like that's not who I want to be. So I don't like I don't like for that to be the feeling in my relationship. So I appreciated that that's not how ours was. Yeah. I think too, to to give context, um, how much that I didn't realize you were triggering me. Yeah. Um, and how I wasn't able to communicate those things. And so the way in which I did communicate it was frustrations of, ultimatums of not letting you, um, you know, speak in certain, in certain times. Cause I'm like, you, you have to listen to me type thing. Um, cause I don't feel heard. Like, um, I also get a lot of my aggression from my dad. And so it could be, um, me shouting and those types of things. Um, and so i I didn't I didn't know at the time and I think that's something for people to think about is like why why are you responding to your partner in that way um and I think for Jordan it was it was easy for me to start to separate once I got context in counseling it was easy for me to start noticing that okay I'm looking at Jordan as if he's my dad mm-hmm. um and my dad is a, a great man um just like any human um, experience things that, you know, when you don't deal with them, they show up in very negative ways. And so I was not able to look at Jordan um, and say, okay, you have platonic relationships with women. Um, my dad didn't show me that that could be possible, um, that, you know, folks could um, take advantage of that and it lead to, you know, children outside of the marriage. And so it was it was really putting me in a negative place all the time, and I was very silent about it because that's what I was being taught, and, and sh- you know, shoved down my throat to just pray over you and let you be. And I'm like, this isn't right. Like, I don't know how to navigate this, and I'm telling myself at the same time, I, I'm in love with this man. Is this normal? Because you were also my first love. Like mm-hmm. I've dated guys, but I've never gotten to a place that I did with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what was hard for me was, okay, if I love this guy and I trust him and I chose him um, and I'm and he's been here and he has been consistent, this this part of him, I don't like, what do I do and what do I deal with? And, you know, at the time I don't feel, I didn't feel like you were hearing me. Mm-hmm. You, you acknowledged in some ways that that's what I was doing, but you were also saying, well, that's not a thing. And I think what I come to realize is it was less about you apologizing and more saying, um, can you tell me more right. about why right. um, this is coming up for this way with you? Right. Um, Cause I think that that allowed you to exist and you're still a good man. And mm-hmm. for me to exist in, I feel harmed. Right. And right. So, right. I think even to this point, you're, you're talking about how 
part of this conversation, right, is existing or how we're connecting and whatnot through each mm-hmm. other's trauma and whatnot. So you having your feelings about certain things and then bringing it up to me then triggers my own mm-hmm. trauma, right? And where that comes from for me, right, is in my family background of what just infidelity and whatnot all around <laughs> my, mm-hmm. my family looks like, right? And something that I pride myself on is that I was like, I'm not going to be that like that, right? Um, I'm not going to be somebody who's stepping out, right? I'm not going to be somebody who's doing all these random things. And even in, um, and so like to be in the conversation as though that's the case when it's not, right? It was triggering that feeling for me of like, no, no, I've been working to not be, or I'm, you know, like I'm not trying to confirm that and da da da. So even when you're trying to tell me about what you're thinking and feeling, right? I acknowledge that so much at that time, I was only hearing the narrative of, you know, um, my own stuff, right? Not even thinking about you. I'm just hearing, you know, you, you, you messed up, man. You da 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 da. I'm saying messed up, man, because I'm not trying to say the other. But you words. can curse. This is your podcast. No, I you can curse. To, it right, was just right. fully explicit on here. I'll okay, care. okay. Like, you, <laughs> little, you little fuck nigga and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. but you know, like there's so many of those things, right? And like I've also I've had those moments when I wasn't a great person, right? Mm-hmm. I had those moments when I wasn't living up to it, and so um, I'm like, no, I don't. That's not who I'm going to be. That's not a part of what I want in my life, in my relationship. And especially not in my marriage, right? If this is if you're going to be the person I'm going to end up marrying, I don't want that to be a part of our narrative, right? That oh, you know, Jordan was out here running the streets with seven and six and whatever different people, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden he decided to get his act right and settle down with me. Like, nah, I don't want that type of energy. So I know I wasn't even hearing you enough. I wasn't hearing you because I was hearing my own stuff, and that was keeping me from being able to understand. Right. And I think I do want to make a thing clear. Right. There is a responsibility as a man who has friends of whatever gender who could be attracted to you to check (laughs) and make sure that, you know, the boundaries and things are clear. The boundaries are things that you and your partner can agree on. Right. Which is for me, again, a different piece. What was a boundary for you was not a boundary for me. That's huge. Right? Yep. And it was also not something that we talked about. Nope. And so a lot of times, right? These I'm, things come up in arguments. Right. They come up in arguments. Instead of and being I'm like, like well, hey, let's just like, talk about it. What you mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now- <laughs> Come out of nowhere. So now I'm defending myself because, again, you're talking about a boundary that I could have probably worked with, right? But I'm just hearing you being an ain't shit motherfucker, right? <laughs> I'm not hearing that there's a room. I'm hearing you being ain't shit. And I'm like, nah, I'm the greatest thing since the sun. You know, like, I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. So we got engaged. Yeah, we did. We did. And she said yes. <laughs> Thank goodness. Right. And then we moved in together in Iowa. Mm-hmm. So there was a year and some change. Right. Yeah. Before we got married. Now, was that a time where you first start seeing the reality of me? I think I started seeing the reality of you prior to me asking. Okay. 
So when so. I would I would love to I know think, that moment. This is the first I, time I'm hearing this, y'all. I by think, the way, I think actually Pittsburgh. Okay. Right. I think coming and visiting in Pittsburgh, I was like, wait a minute. Like this what could happened? be something more, right? Well, just like again, maybe sometimes I could see how sad you would mm-hmm. could get, how angry uh, you could feel, and I know again, me world revolves around me majority of the time. My also mode for not becoming the big angry person that I could be is that I've pushed things off, right? And so sometimes I was always looking at it like, you know, we just handle stuff differently, Mm -hmm. right? Like where me, my defense mechanism is to act like ain't nothing bothering me, right? Your defense mechanism is to shout and holler really quick for a second. (laughs) Everything bothers me. Right, right. You like, ah, 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 so people don't try you, right? (laughs) I'm like Mighty Mouse. Yeah, yeah. Just try to make sure everybody know their place. But then like after a moment though, then I would see, I'd be like, wait a minute. No, right. But this is actually, this may actually be something. Right. Mm. And then I think also, again, right, context of you meeting my family, me meeting your family, and then us making sense of who each other is as a person based off of seeing our family dynamics. Right. I think I was like, oh, OK. Because I was able to see your family much more. You were able to see. Them and that more. gave me more context. And even right. when I visited them without you, mm-hmm. that that was helpful for me. But I was able to see your family within certain spaces, but then I was also able to hear your family with you because, okay, also a very big difference between Jasmine and I, right, is that, like, you talked with your family multiple times in a day. Right. Right? And that was something that was there. And so, like, sometimes I would hear it, right? Mm-hmm. So then also like, that means sometimes I could I could hear a difference or a discrepancy sometimes, right? Um, especially when we lived together. There was, like... Oh, I'm getting this different context, right, of each other. And even the same thing with my family, right? You can be like, y'all family be all, blah, 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 blah. but then you be like, y'all talk mad junk about each other, <laughs> right? But yeah, so like, I think it's funny how you can, how seeing each other's families kind of plays into that. But yeah, no, I think Pittsburgh is when I noticed something, right, before, and it was before I was proposing. And then, you know. I, you were going to break up with me when I was oh, in Idaho. Goodness. Okay, you did tell that. Because this episode is coming after your No, context. I don't know if I'm going to post that or not. All right, well, whatever. Okay. <laughs> anyway, there might be a little episode in the art cast where she talked about how I told her I was going to break up with her. But he me, told me this after we got married. Okay, but look, this is the story, right? <laughs> First time I come to Idaho to visit her, Jasmine is trying to tell me where and where I cannot put things, right? Now, yes, you're right. This is your place. Right, this and is your order place. was and, necessary. And order was necessary for, for necessary mm-hmm. for you, and I respect that, right? But the day, the one day, <laughs> she came out. Why is your stuff just everywhere, <laughs> right? And I was like, "You mean in the suitcase by the door, in the shoes on the floor mat?" <laughs> and then you looked and realized that all the mess <laughs> was yours. <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, look." And I know that might sound childish and petty, right? But at the same time, I'm like, "Okay, this is my first time coming out here to see you." Yeah. A part of this is we supposed to be trying to connect, be with each other, right? But if you're like doing all this, like so closing uptight. off and so uptight mm-hmm. and da 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 da, I'm like, shoot, I don't know how well, <laughs> how well we gonna mix, right? And I was like, you know, we gonna argue over this. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? And so I was like, even, then, and it was early enough to where also I think I was like, you know, we can we can still say we tried. <laughs> <laughs> 
and you know, you was cute, I was cute, and it was a beautiful it was a moment. thing for the moment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was a nice moment. It wasn't too. <laughs> you like you all right? You cool? Yeah, okay, yeah. I'll see. You know, what friends, I'm right? Right. It been like soror frat. Okay, you know I dig it. Just no dove love in that way. You feel me? So <laughs> that's why I was like, I don't know what's up. But then I, but then again, <laughs> I think I was like, no, it's cool, right? Like I get it. Space people in your space all can come off differently other different stresses and whatnot. And also it wasn't that you were only showing me your trauma, right? You got to mm. remember like one of the biggest things, or one of the most important things for me was that I've always wanted to feel like the person who loved me, they loved me not just because of the thing I did for them, mm. right? Or the thing I like, they just, they loved me because they loved me, right? Mm. There was something about me and the way I am that they loved. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was it was kind of outside of what they give to what I gave to them or offered them. And that was a plus, because for me, that's what I wanted is I wanted to love who you were just in yourself. Right. And just be like, damn, like you are so fly. Regardless, I just want to make sure that I'm somewhat around your flyness. Right. And just so I can see it, check on it and, you know, be like, yo, shorty's bad. You know what I'm saying? And then. <laughs> And then if you were like going to share in your badness with me, then shoot, we could be like Michael Jackson and make a bad album. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. I was just like, sure, let's do it. But that's what it was. It was I was like, I just want to feel loved for love's sake, right? But not because of what you do, because I won't always be able to do what that thing is, right? You may not always need what that thing is. So what happens when you don't need that no more or I'm no longer able to do that? And I've seen that. Right. When you love people because of the holes you're having them fill in you, well, what happens when you feel whole? Right. Mm -hmm. Or you're loving them because they can do X, Y, and Z. I mean, look at the times now. People can't go into work. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, stuff changes. And so for me, I was like, she loves me because of me. Right. I hadn't mm -hmm. felt that in a long time. Right. Um, now, was it, I haven't felt it or seen it in a long time. And so I was like, nope. She tripping over some shoes. It's cool. It's whatever. She just ain't used to having a brother all up in her home. I get it. I wasn't. I was cool. not used cool. to sharing my space. And I also felt the need to control the perception you had of me. So if you really truly think about why I was that way, it was because unconsciously I was hiding mm -hmm. my frustrations with you mm -hmm. is I wanted to maintain a facade, a facade that I was trained to maintain. Mm -hmm. So a clean home is what that looked like. Mm -hmm. Relationship might not be perfect, but the home, but the exterior, the exterior, good. everything you see is good. Yeah. So let's take a pause. Um, we'll be right back. So how'd that feel? <laughs> <laughs> we we shared some stuff, right? Um, so with every guest, I always want to do some brief reflection. So Jordan brought up um, three things that I think we can hold on to for this section. Uh, the first one is understanding where you are um, when you are entering a relationship. Um, so that means asking yourself a question of what am I bringing um, and how does it show up? 
Uh, and sometimes we just assume that, you know, those things are in the past. I'm not doing it anymore. But Jordan mentioned a key thing of uh, reflecting on, you know, who he is and in, in, in the context of the relationships that he, you know, was taught to build and, and the frame of it uh, and how and how those you know, previous relationships kind of have shaped his ability to feel comfortable entering into a relationship that he knew he wanted to build towards marriage. And that's a big piece of, for him, that that's, that's the goal, but that doesn't have to be your goal. Um, I don't, I don't ever tell people like marriage is the ultimate goal. Like a healthy relationship is the ultimate goal. However, that shows up and however you all have decided how that shows up, I think that's what's important. But for us, um, marriage was where we were wanting to be. Not so much me. I knew, um, you know, prior to that, I didn't want to get married and I barely wanted to date. So, you you know, that's how the universe works is it laughs at the um, plans that you have. I think the other second thing is um, how are you all connecting uh, through each other's traumas? And so how does that you know, your individual traumas intersect. And so with Jordan, he mentioned, you know, I, I would come to him and say, you know, this, this hurt or this harmed me in this way. And how he took it was, you know, it rubbed up really raw for him, things that he said he didn't want to experience in his relationship. And so it, it caused him to not be able to hear me. And, um, I knew that (laughs) I knew that, um, but that didn't that didn't disqualify the feeling that I had. And so I had to figure out a way to talk to him. Uh, and he had to figure out a way to hear me and talk to me. Um, and I think the way to do that is first understanding what each trauma each other's traumas are and how they will show up. And I think that leads into um, the fight. So I get a lot of people asking us and, and thinking that our fight is like super um, intellectual and it's not. And we'll get into <laughs> a little bit later what our fighting actually looks like. Um, but I would I would say that if you feel like you're in a relationship and you are trying so hard to talk about everything, um, I don't I don't know how effective that is because you can talk through it, but then when the situation presents itself, the first thing you are going to say is, we talked about this. Uh, you you can talk about it, but I think what I've just noticed is I forget what that conversation even was because now it's happened. The thing that we said, okay, we don't, I don't like, that's not my thing, um, how I then... Uh, respond how he responds um, is it looks very different and you can say you know this is I don't like this but uh, how in which you then articulate it in the moment is going to be very different uh, and so understanding you all's fighting styles is really really important and you know everything is with language and so um, I told I expressed to Jordan, I said, I don't, I don't want us to fight. I want us to communicate. And so um, that means that I have to understand that I'm coming armed with the idea of this is a fight. 
So he's more like that of like, we're fighting. And I'm like, no, we we are having a disagreement and that is okay and that's normal. Again, we're two, um, I call us titans. We are two titans living in a home and uh, we are bound to bump each other a few times throughout our life together. And that's normal. Um, and when one thing may be an issue now uh, may not be an issue later and vice versa. I don't know, you know, what our future issues will be in the in the future. Uh, and I'm not trying to sit here and prepare for it either, but I love that we can we can communicate now and that's what it's important is that language and how we're coming armed. Um, and so hopefully this gave you a little bit of tidbit um, and we will see you all in the next episode. Please follow me on Instagram, Olivia Revolution Cade. Um, like, share uh, your responses, your thoughts to this episode um, so that we can, you know, hear from you all what you think. But um, thank you for listening and peace and blessings.